Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. I believe we are live, which means that ITL is starting off with the gulps of Steve upon us. Uh, Welcome to Season 2, Episode 32. Uh, We are here to discuss breaking news. We are here to talk all the polls we've listed all day. We are here to talk NFL and NBA action. Uh, Let's get it started right away uh, with intros. Um, I am your host, Ernest Silva at The Sport Genius, where you can find me as per usual. This is Season 2, Episode 32 of Into the Lab, brought to you by The Mothership. Blue Collar Media Group. I'm still in the beautiful home studio at uh, an Airbnb in San Antonio, Texas. Two weeks left till we get to the main studio. I'm so excited, guys. You have no idea. Um, this house is great, but nothing like home. So excited to be talking with you guys. Our main sponsor tonight is going to be Taquito Express. That is right. Taquito Express is our main sponsor tonight. Go visit them in beautiful Brownsville, Texas. We're going to have a large expo there. We're going to have some fun down there. Uh, one of these summers, all of us will be going down there. Um, and we have some special episodes coming this summer, so keep an eye out for that. But again, uh, Ernest, Doc Silva is going to be your host tonight. Announcer, please bring us in right, and let's get the night started off correctly. And now, tonight's starting lineup. All right, brought to us first, the man in Stillwater, Davis Cordova, at D-Dog underscore 1123. What's going on, guys? I'm sure you you can see that there's a uh, missing jersey up here, and it's Javier Baez because uh, the Cubs don't know how to hit a baseball. So it's not going up there until he can get a hit. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Sorry to hear about that, Dave. Sorry to hear about that, Davis. Um, I will tell you right now, the next person here is Ashley Garcia, the sweetest voice on ITL, at Sweet Peach 4 whoa, underscore. Whoa, whoa, How's it going, whoa, Ashley? I am the sweetest voice on ITL. <laughs> After a three-week hiatus, and can't wait to be on the show again. Thanks, Ernest. Thank you, Ashley. She's going to go backstage. She'll be doing our announcements tonight. Thank you, Ash. And, of course, the return of the man, the myth, the legend, Chris Remick, is joining us tonight. Hey, Chris, how's it going? What's going on? I'm excited to uh, finally be back. It's been a really long time. Um, but, yeah, just excited to get back into the swing of things, talk some sports. You can find him at, at Asian Tatum. I should have probably said that. But we're excited that you're back, Chris. Excited to talk some basketball with you, that's for sure. Um, making his reappearance as well is Harrison Brooks at Brooksy34. Harrison, how's it going, buddy? It's going pretty good. How's it going, everybody? I uh... – yeah, I'm back for my about monthly appearance on the show, so I'm, I'm looking forward to talking some sports with you guys. Well, you know, we got to have a token Canadian. Yeah, you do. You need them. You need them. <laughs> Just like you need them to win a Stanley Cup, you need them for, to have a good show. 
<laughs> all right, all right, that's valid. <laughs> you do new Canadian. <laughs> that is correct. Well, let's let's talk BCMG, and BCMG only starts with the owner or one of the owners of the company. We're gonna start with that Steel Curtain PEH. Just Paul. Paul, talk to the people. How's it going? <clears throat> Mike. Muted. Is that our first mute of the night? We got our first mute of the night, everybody. Our first mute. That's our first mute. I will say yeah, before, before, Paul be speaks, before Paul speaks, the over under for uh, mutes is three and a half tonight. So just be aware. Three and a half. Get to I'm going to start getting these lines out before the show starts, Davis. Yeah. No. But. <laughs> Yeah, so I just uh, I, I just got done with my uh, fur nephew, who is quite the fucking heathen. Um, I do not wish that on anybody. So if you're thinking about getting a puppy, think again. That is that is fantastic, Paul. I'm glad you got your fur nephew out of the way. Uh, but let's switch gears. Let's talk about the co-host uh, who is returning to ITL after a week out. That is right. That is the person you elected, the general, Steve Reisner, at Reisner underscore Steven. How's it going, Steve? I think I need a drum roll for my entrance. That's just yeah. a random. But nah. No, I'm far uh, from. I'm far from. I'm good. I'm good, but I'm but I'm, I'm pissed off because I got uh, I, I got all this Julian Edelman slander around, and I gotta I gotta yell at some people. <clears throat> Davis, can't wait, Steve. Can't wait. I all, oh, no, no. That, that, that is his intro. In. I got to yell at some people. It's it's time for triple T's. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, <laughs> Steve, you're going to get your chance to yell at people for sure. Triple T's will be one of our segments. Tonight is a one round segment. That's right. We are going to go off for one round to make this, this episode last. Um, but of course we had, we are lucky to have a return streamer with us tonight. That is right. That is right. Uh, Blizzy has come back here. That is right. Blaine is joining us. Blaine, how's your night going tonight? Uh, it's going pretty good guys. I'm glad to be here. Ernest. Thank you for having me, my friend. Uh, hope you all are having a wonderful night. All the viewers at home. Uh, hope you all enjoy the show. It should be a good one. Definitely some arguments. <laughs> Well, arguing just happens when it comes on to ITO, but what Blaine and I want to talk to everybody tonight is going to be the newest addition to the stream team and the gamer squad in particular. That is right. Coach Peanut, Twitch streamer Coach Peanut, has joined the BCMG gamer squad. That puts the roster at eight for that gamer squad. We are excited. His intro stream is live right now. Go to twitch.tv slash Coach Peanut on a side window so you can keep us live on your screen. Uh, but you can go catch some of his great content tonight and look at his BCMG announcement. We are excited to have you, Coach Peanut, and excited. To, if you haven't heard the background story of where Coach Peanut came from, it's very intriguing. Go ask him on his stream. I implore you. Um, but also, Blaine, do we have some yeah. giveaways coming up? Uh, yeah, man, we have a few of them coming up. Actually, we have a subathon going on tonight. Uh, we have Gamer Bugs going live for a giveaway on April 16th. And we also have Punish Pools giveaway stream. Is it his birthday stream or his subathon next week? Oh, it's his birthday stream next week. So, uh, yeah, that's going on. Am I, am I forgetting any? 
You're just forgetting Chad. So let me mix let me mix uh, it up here a little bit. We got get, uh, Punish Pool happening tomorrow night for his for his birthday stream. Don't forget to catch that. Chad is next week for his subathon. So keep a lookout for you guys who follow the stream team. Lots of giveaways coming up. But announcer, let's ring that bell. Let's talk some NFL and NBA action right now. Round one, league news and updates. If you heard the bell, then you're going crazy. We do not have a bell live. One day we will, but right now we don't. And so let's go straight into round one action. That's right, news around the league. And let's start with some breaking news, and let's cover it. Jadavion Clowney is going to be signing with the Cleveland Browns, the one-year $10 million deal with incentives. Um, That is quite crazy. They already have... Uh, somebody like Miles Garrett on that line, you add Clowney, that's a whole different environment. I'm going to start this one up with just Paul. Uh, this is your division uh, for, for Steelers Nation. Is Does this make you a little nervous now about those Cleveland Browns? Oh, that's two. <laughs> that's our second mute? That's our second mute. That's our second mute. That's two mutes. Two. Yeah. Yeah, no, but it doesn't really bother me. Um, he has three sacks in his last 21 starts. Um, you know, the hype is a little bit more than uh, his actual production on the field. Um, I think the best Cleveland Brown move was the the safety from the Rams, Johnson. I think that makes a bigger impact on their defense than uh, Jadavion Clowney does. They also signed Tack McKinley, too, this offseason, which was an underrated move, I thought. Um, you know, but Jadavion Clowney is just a name. The Browns have to be 100% all in for this year because next year they got to pay Baker. So this is their window right here. So I don't, I don't mind them taking a shot on his, you know, potential, but that's all it is until I actually see it. Yeah, totally. I feel you, man. Uh, I think, uh, I think I think I agree with the clowny being a little bit overhyped as of right now, but on the same at the same time he is still a good player. He's not like elite like he was you know projected to be. He's still a good player, and I just think I think this adds to who I have been saying for the last you know couple months adds to the team that I think is going to be the second best team in the AFC this year. Like I forget about the Buffalo Bills. I think the Browns are are the next best to the Chiefs this year and, and Jadavian Clowney's just going to be a big piece of that too because at the very least he's going to take a little bit of pressure off Miles Garrett which is going to be scary so what's it what's that gap there Harrison between the Chiefs and the Browns in your opinion is that now narrowed a bit or is that still pretty hefty uh tough to say um but it's it's definitely narrowed a bit I mean even in the playoffs last year um, until the Super Bowl, uh, the Browns were the one team that, I mean, I know it, it came on the back of Mahomes going down, but they're the one team that really kind of put a scare into me anyways. Like once they got to the Browns, I was a little nervous going into that game. And then they just kind of, they rolled over on the, they rolled over the Brown or the bills. I mean, sorry, but uh, in that Browns game, it was, it was down to the wire and, and I was kind of nervous about that game. <coughs> now, yeah, the, the additions they made the John Johnson too. Um, yeah, this is a, this is an interesting team and, and I'm not, I'm going to be nervous if they line up with the chiefs in the playoffs. That's for sure. One more thing before anybody else goes, Tell me. Vegas dropped, Vegas dropped the over-unders and they're at nine and a half. 
So that's what Vegas thinks of them. The nine and a half with a 17 game schedule. So, you know what I mean? Like, take the I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. It, well, look at the schedule, Harry. It's crazy. It's crazy tough. Who do they, uh, who do like they, match, nine and a half who do they match up with this year? Who's, do they, yeah. who's their I'd competing take, I'd division? I'd take 10 wins for them for sure. Then they I, I mean, that's year? what I was – I don't know. That's what I was thinking too. But uh, we got – I think it's the – I think we have the West this the year. West. Both the West, that's the, I think. That's the toughest conference Ooh. in the division. Yeah, so. okay, fair enough. I think we have both that's the West. That's why. That's why. Yeah. Hmm. And that's tough. That's a really tough schedule. Um, let me open, open it up division, to the floor. I mean, for the, the division's ridiculous. The the Bengals are going to be way better. They're going to be way better with Burrow back, and you know what the Ravens are, and what the Steelers have one last chance here. So that's going to be a ridiculous division too. I mean, hey, yeah, since that's got to be why the the over under so small. Since we're speaking on the division, uh, Paul, I, w- I want I want to ask you like a off topic question, like. Who do you think will be the worst quarterback in that division this year? Lamar. I, I'm I'm not I'm not a I'm not a Baker fan, so you know what I mean. Like I'm I I'm just not I I, I don't. I'm not That's the only right that. answer. That's the you only know right I mean? answer. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I mean, it could very well be Ben. I mean, yeah. you've seen he couldn't. You know, I mean, you've seen his age catching up with him. I mean, he didn't even jump on a fumble in the most critical game of the year. So. You know, no make balls. it easily, Ben. Yeah, unfortunately, I think it's probably going to be Ben. Yeah, it's just the weapons when you have when you got guys like Claypool that can go up and get it. Like, you'll be okay. Yeah, it's going to be a fun division to watch, though. Yep, keep your eyes on the AFC North. That is for sure. That is for sure. Um, let's let's take our conversation over to our start and sit segment, which is brought to us by Century 6. Century 6 sponsoring the segment for starter sit. But before we do that, we have a special production of Triple T's with Steve. And that is going to be brought to you right now, talking around Julian Edelman. Steve, take it away. All right, here we go. I had to light a cigarette for this. I'm going to have to cool my fucking nose during this. So whether or not, you think Julian Edelman is a Hall of Famer? I've seen some absolutely ridiculous slander of the guy for the past two days. I mean, really, the guy, he shouldn't have made it in the league, so he should get a little bit more respect than he's getting. But uh, So, first off, for Triple T's, I have that uh, Julian Edelman was never an important part of the team's success. And that he just he wasn't important to the Patriots. Like it's, if you're gonna tell me that Julian Edelman wasn't important to the success of that team, you did not watch the Patriots play for the last like seven, eight years. So just shut the fuck up with that. Don't 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 say that. Next, I have uh, the uh, they were saying that all his stats are team stats. No, the okay, the Julian going to Tampa Bay thing. No, he did the he did a whole video saying goodbye to us. I don't think he's that big of an asshole. Uh, but uh, the next one I had was that all of his all of his stats, all of his stats are team stats. 
So I said, what about the Super Bowl MVP and the, you know, all the playoff yards and the playoff receptions are the second all time. Apparently those are now team stats. The Super Bowl MVP is now a team award. I was, I was informed, even though it's just given to one, like, singular player who played in the game. Like, it's just one guy who gets it, not the team. So, no, that is not, that is, in fact, not a team award. It is definitely not a team award. Uh, what was the last one I had? MVP stands for most valuable player for a reason. Everyone just saying. Yes, yes. Th- thank you. Thank you, Blaine. It does, I mean, it, 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 it's it, not yeah, most valuable it people. It doesn't say team anywhere in. It doesn't say team. It doesn't say most valuable people. It's most valuable player. Not plural. And then I, and I got, um, oh, yes, this is my favorite one. Um, that people in Boston only like Julian Edelman because he's white and we're all racist. They, no, I'm pretty sure it has a lot to do with, like, him being a, a classy guy for all around for one and, you know, winning three Super Bowls here, playing five of them. I don't know. It's, it's something about that, and I don't think it has anything to do with race, and I think you're a dick for trying to make it about race when it's not. Yeah, that's pretty much all I got here. You can well, keep right up on my face, though. I like that. I think. Well, Steve, I'll, I'll tell you this, Steve. That is... I'll tell you what. Let me let me ask the the overall question to everybody. Right? Is Julian Edelman a Hall of Famer? Is he going to be living in Canton the rest of his life? Um, and I'll go around the room and start this one off, Paul, and then work my way around the screen. Paul, is Julian Edelman a Hall of Famer? He waits, but he gets in. You you are Ernest. You say it all the time. How can you tell the last so, 20 years of the NFL without the Patriots dynasty in the Hall of Fame? And then how could you not tell? I mean, the guy had the game-winning touchdown against Seattle. He had the catch against Atlanta. And he got the MVP against the Rams. So he's going to wait. He's a waiter. But he's going to get in. Chris, Hall of Famer or not a Hall of Famer? Um, I think he makes it. Uh, the only thing I really have to go off on is basketball Hall of Fame selections. And I know people are extremely – we're extremely upset when Tracy McGrady got selected. A lot of people think Vince Carter doesn't deserve a selection. and But their impact on the game is evident, which is why they will most likely both be Hall of Famers. And I think the story of football with the – Pat. Patriots dynasty you can't tell it without Julian Edelman so I don't know when he'll get in but I think he does deserve that recognition am I am I next um you're next yes. Harrison yeah so I I disagree I don't think he's gonna get in and don't get me wrong I like Julian Edelman I hate the Patriots but I like Julian Edelman 
the dude's clutch. The dude does anything he's asked of by his team. Um, you can count on him in tough minutes, like everything. The guy's going to get up after taking huge hits. But here's why he doesn't get in. I'm going to read you a few names. Kenny Stills, Jeremy Shockey, Mercedes Lewis, Pierre Garçon. Hang on, I got some more names too. Those ones are the guys who have more career touchdowns than Julian Edelman. Touchdowns isn't the only thing that matters. Hey, I'm getting to the yards too, Steve. So hang on a second. Let's uh, let's see. Hmm, who do we got? Ahmad Rashad, Jeremy Macklin, uh, Derek Alexander, Jake Reed. I don't even know who half these guys are. Sean okay. Jefferson. Oh, these guys have oh, more career yards oh, than oh, Julian oh, Edelman. So as, as good as he is in the playoffs, and I get that he's got the, the second most playoff yards or whatever, um, but the, all the other people around him in the playoffs on, the, on those all-time playoff lists, they also did it in the regular season. He's got a significant gap in what his Hall of Fame credentials are. Like he's right next to Jerry Rice in the, in the playoff stats. But he is like 156 spots away from Jerry Rice in the real in the regular season stats, and there's a lot more regular season games to go off of than there is playoff games. So I get he was great, but he was in a great situation with the Patriots. He had that he was the safety blanket for one of the best QBs of all time he was on one of the best seventh, teams of all time, well, no, no, and no, no, and no, he benefited stop, stop from that great situation. He was a seventh round quarterback who was five foot eleven. Yeah. Okay. Told him, I don't know. And what then you and then he do. yeah. But Steve, if he worked his ass off, I get that. He, he worked his ass off. He got roads, learn how to return punts and learn how to catch passes all in the pros. Yeah, okay. And then he that did that because of a situation. Julian Edelman Steve, put himself the, in the situation by working. What the fuck are you even talking about, Steve? I never said anything about what he did to get there. I he's yeah, he's got a great story, man. He shouldn't have even been in the NFL. He worked his ass off to get there. He's a great, great dude. He's a good player. When he was established in the NFL, he was in a great situation with one of the best QBs of all time, the best QB of all time, um, one of the best coaches of all time, and on one of the best teams of all time for like a decade. So, you know, no shit, he's got a lot of playoff receptions and, and yards because he was there every single year. And he's a, he's a part of why they were there. But he was well, well I, agree I mean, with his Harrison. regular season stats don't show that he was a part of why they were there. But when they were watch, there, he was a big part of them the winning. Games, I'll give you that. If you when watch they the were games, in the playoffs, yeah, but his impact doesn't show up on the stat book at all in the regular season. It's not all about Davis. Stats. Let's go over to Davis. Davis, you haven't chimed in yet. I want to get your take. I don't. Steve was giving us stats, and now he says it's not about stats. It's okay. not all about stats. And bef before, I don't know if the seventh the seventh round doesn't have to do anything with the Hall of Fame. It's if you did good or not. It's that doesn't really matter. But no, but you, you said he was a seventh rounder. Like, look what he's I know, come I through. Said, don't tell he should me be in the Hall of Fame situation because he was a seventh round draft pick. I didn't say he should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with his situation. Either. I said he should have fucking. You should have respect for the guy <laughs> who made it when he shouldn't have fucking made. I started it. by said I don't even saying how much respect I have for him. Man. I said I love the guy. Is, but stop putting words in my mouth. <laughs> you what? I'm I'm confused. I agree with Harrison. I don't think he's in. I mean, if he does get in, it's like when he's like 90 years old and they do like the 150th ceremony and he gets in because it's a special year. Um, but that's my take on it. I don't think he's getting in unless it's a special circumstance. 
Well, I will say this. Uh, Andrew Con Sutton believes that Edelman is a Hall of Famer. He's a great player through and through. Three-time champ solidifies it. Um, you know, rings don't lie when it comes to the NFL, but neither do big play making abilities. Um, although Harrison has a compelling argument with his list, um, I like to see the highlight reel of those players compared to Julian Edelman. And I don't think it's comparable, which is what Canton, Ohio cares about is highlight plays. Um, here's my criteria when it comes to hall of hall of fame selections. Um, if I can make a highlight video that lasts more than two and a half minutes while you're playing in that sport like significant highlight video, then you're a guaranteed hall of famer, which is uh, my argument has been for a couple of these teetering 50, 50 shots like Eli Manning, uh, Philip rivers, and now Julian Edelman. So Julian Edelman is in by my book. I think he's had what? enough clutch moments and made a significant impact. I think, I think uh, being on. a seventh uh, rounder adds to his story, but I also think that some of his clutch ability, uh, Clutch plays, although stats are not there, playoff stats are. I still think he makes the cut for me, and he's a he's a future Hall of Famer. I just don't Ernest, think he's a first ballot, second ballot, third ballot. I do Ernest, think he's like a fifth ballot Hall of Famer, um, but he gets in. Personally. I need to know what highlight tape you're watching because all I would what see is like checkdowns. Watching if you don't and yeah, I was just oh, gonna the, say that man. He's like, got a lot of checkdowns. Check he's, he's got a couple and big. Uh, big he didn't see his he's got a couple big playoff <laughs> touchdown. Shut up. We could we could we could do it just at the Super Bowls. Yeah, those last three that. Super Bowls. <laughs> you could you could do like a minute <laughs> video just on the Super Bowl plays. Popped over the middle with Cam Chancellor, but let. Let's be honest, the Super Bowl MVP of uh, the Rams was literally the Patriots defense because the Rams were the highest scoring team that whole year, and they only were stopped to three points. Let's just be honest. And catches 141 yards against Marcus Peters. Okay. And I mean, let's, and I mean, let's just be honest too. Like, how are we going to, how are we going to go through a 20 year span of the NFL and when are we going to start putting Patriots in? I I hate the Patriots, but like it's 20 years of NFL history. Besides Brady and Gronk, who else are you putting in? Are we going to put Malcolm Butler in because he got the interception? No, no. Okay. But we're not, but he did it over three Super Bowls. But but, but, but you're picking one play. You're picking one play. Like, like, I know, but like you, you guys say, you can't tell the story without you, you football at, without him. You can't okay, tell the story uh, without let, David let me, Tyree, Malcolm Butler, two, Eli Manning. You can uh, easily but, tell it without but, David Tyree and Butler. Uh, you, 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 not yeah, the last twenty it, years. Easily, you, dude. Okay, Davis, you're talking about something completely different, though. Those are guys who did it one time, one play, one time, one play. That's all you're talking about. One time, one play. I mean, Eli is getting in because he beat them twice. Eli is getting in because he beat them twice. Yes. So that's the only reason he's getting in. Let let, let me because Harrison, if you go look at them regular season stats of Eli's, they're dog turds. Yeah. Hey, if we were talking about Eli Manning right now, I mean, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm just saying, like, like when you start like piling it up there, like, that's what I'm saying. I agree with you that if that. If Eli so, Manning is so the benchmark, then yeah, Julian Edelman deserves in. But I, I th- think they made a mistake with Eli, and I don't know if they're going to make the same mistake again by le- Julian Edelman. Let, let me just let me just talk about this. I, I'm telling you guys, if you could put no, a if no, you could put on. a highlight reel of of Eli Manning, <laughs> that gets in. So does Julian Edelman. 
I mean, it's just that's 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 the way Canton thinks. But so so let me do. David said Malcolm Butler. So let let me go through this. 2014 divisional round on the way to the Super Bowl, tight game against the Ravens. Throws a touchdown pass, a 45-yard touchdown pass to tie the game. Also recovers a fumble with when it's five on one against them. So again, the Patriots don't win that game without him. They don't go to that Super Bowl without him. He has. You're saying, oh, it doesn't matter that he caught a goal line pass in the Super Bowl to win the game. That does matter. Because when he pushes off, they better show him getting. Shut up! Shut up, David! Shut up! And then, then when he, then when he gets leveled, <laughs> he gets leveled across the middle of the field halfway through the game by Cam Chancellor, and he stays in the game. That's a, that's a Super Bowl moment. That's a highlight moment, right there. That I haven't seen it in, in any of the highlights. The history of the Dude, game. Dude's got a lot of go heart. Atlanta, then we go to the Atlanta Super Bowl. Not only do we have the catch, but one of those drives everyone forgets. Julian Edelman has a nice like thirty-yard punt return that sets it all up. And then when we get to 2018 to go to the Super Bowl, Harry, I'm sure you remember this well, in Arrowhead Stadium, needing two third and ten conversions in a row in, in overtime, everyone in the world, literally everybody in the world, because Tony Romo's announced it out loud, they're going to Edelman over the middle twice, and they couldn't stop it. He's a and beast. Then, he announced the it to everyone but the defense. 10 catches, 141 yards. So that is three times that not only do they not make it to the Super Bowl without Julian Edelman, they don't win the Super Bowl without Julian Edelman. So don't don't give me Malcolm Butler. But again, I agree with Paul. I agree with Paul and Ernest. He's he's going to wait. He's going to be a waiter, but he's going to get in. Lynn Swan got in because he was on those Steelers teams. Drew Pearson got in because he caught a Hail Mary pass in the Super Bowl. Yeah, 40 years Eli later. Manning is going to get in the Super Bowl. He's going to get in the Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, it's the same with, with Lynn Swan. Patriots twice in the Super Bowl. Oh, and mind you, the fr- the second but, time that Eli Manning beat the Patriots <clears> in the Super Bowl, Julian Edelman wasn't even playing wide receiver. He was playing cornerback. He filled in because the Patriots were depleted and played cornerback. So let's let's so let's it, 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 like they said you can't before before we the game without him. Before we switch topics and we go to our next starter sit topic because I knew we we're gonna spend a lot of time on this one. Let me ask the question to our nose, okay, Davis and 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 Harrison. You said no. I hear you. You're entitled to your opinion, but and I think Davis, if you said there's a special circumstance, is he a no for a lifetime, or you think down the line in some special honoree situation he'll be in? Let me just ask that question. Is he gonna be in no matter what? You just hate it, or do you really think no? He's never a Hall of Famer. If I mean, if uh, if he was a fifth, sixth ballot Hall of Famer, I wouldn't be shocked. I just don't think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, also, before we move on to Davis, I just want to point out that uh, Steve brought up a thirty-yard punt return as one of Julian Edelman's biggest highlights of all time. <laughs> in the Super Bowl, just set up a drive during yeah. the biggest. Um, the greatest comeback in the history Steve, of sports. Steve, yes, that Steve, is a huge moment Steve, you, to have. You do know that you um like kind of downplayed Tom Brady's like accomplishments by saying Julian Edelman led them to like three Super Bowls, but I didn't. We'll, say we'll move that, on. We'll move on. We'll move Julian on. Edelman, uh, Davis, do you think I, he's gonna get I, in eventually? Seriously, Davis, I'm I'm just gonna uh, leave the show if you keep putting words in my mouth. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna log off right now because I'm not staying up for this shit. Stop putting words in my mouth. That's what you said. No, it's. <laughs> 
What's up, Jerry? Dave, Davis, answer, answer that question, though. Then we what, can move what's on. the question? If, oh, it, yeah, do you think he'll eventually get in? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if he ever gets in. Like, in 40 years. All right, perfect. Like, Dre Rogers has shown up <laughs> from Indonesia. <laughs> Dre, how's it going, buddy? Pretty good. Uh, I know I've missed out on all the fun about uh, Steve... Uh, Whatever his argument was that he's probably an automatic shoe-in or whatever. <laughs> but, I mean, if Andre Reed took so long to get in. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. Do you think he's going to get in? Do you think he's going to get in eventually, no. Dre? Yes or no? No. Okay. Well, At all, re- ever. Not, now I'll reconsider. I mean, if they it's an ever interesting argument. it's an interesting argument. I could be, you know, I me. Mean, I can listen to the other side. It's an interesting argument. I just yeah. feel like, I just feel like that there know. are some of the Super Bowl moments that are just too much for me. But honestly, I mean, it but doesn't then, really but come then down Larry to Brown, like. But then Larry Brown would be Hall of Fame worthy as well, wouldn't he? Well, I mean, I'm just put. I put it like this: Lynn Swan, Lynn Swan had to wait, and he would have never got in except for his Super Bowl moments. Yeah, and people people keep idea. telling Everybody me that Hines Ward needs point. to be in before uh, him and all that and Reggie Wayne just and popped in out of nowhere. They're waiting and so will Edelman. Yeah, but they're they're almost on the same level because like they all have the regular season stats, which is a lot more, but Julian Edelman has playoff stats, so yeah, there's yeah, Reggie like, Wayne sitting tenth all time in, in uh, regular season receiving yards and playoff yards and catches. That's that's huge. That's a, that's a massive impact. Like yeah, but then again, we I know go Andrew back Con- to, Andrew oh. Con- Sutton. We we go back me? to the discussion of and- like being on the greatest team of all time with the greatest quarterback and the greatest coach. So that's how he has all those receiving yards and receptions. I think oh, we should move on. Who's that? <laughs> I don't know who that is. Andrew, so, Andrew oh, has I'm come into the show. Oh, oh, oh he came in to just show. talk about Andrew, this. Andrew, what's okay. going on, buddy? You sons of bitches. You didn't think Julian Edelman's going to make the Hall of Fame? Come the fuck on. He's got three rings. That's more weight than you'll ever carry, Davis. Let's go. <laughs> Damn. There's, there's no goddamn way this boy doesn't make the uh, Hall of Fame, folks. Let's just talk about it for a second, okay? We're talking My about... co-host of Sutton and the General we're, coming we're in talking... hot for me. I love this guy. Let, let's, let's, let's give our heads a fucking shake here, guys. One ring gets you solidified into the Hall of Fame. Doing it three times like... There's a fire. He's gone. He's in no matter what. I'm so if you think there's people in the NFL that have gotten into, of course, the Hall of Fame without even winning a single title. Talk to me when you do it three times and don't get an invite to Canton. Is it going to be next year? No. Is it going to be the year after that? No. Is it going to be five to ten years from now? More than likely. But Julian Edelman will be in the Hall of Fame. Boom. Wow. I never said he wasn't. I just don't think he shouldn't. I I just have... I have one response to Andrew with all of this, and I'm going to turn over to at Asian Tatum, Chris Remick. Chris, what do the people think? What is the poll? It's a hell no. Yeah. According to the polls, people, we got 184 votes. 53% say hell no to Julian Edelman in the Hall of Fame. And out of how many options? Is that four? How four, four options? Twenty percent. One of them and one of them. Twenty percent 
say that he is a borderline yes. 18% say that they are teetering on no. And then 9% say it is a no-brainer. So that's actually not even that overwhelming in your favor, Davis. Because everyone's at least in the same corner that we Well, no. Nobody says it's a slam. No one on here, not one person on here said slam dunk. No, no, yeah, no one has said first at all. That's People right. keep saying that we're That's trying to make sure it to be Randy Moss. We're not. I'm just yeah. Great. Uh, uh, when I look great, at that, when I look at those, when I look at those Patriots teams, when I look at those Patriots teams, you got to think yeah, about Rand- the wide receiver cores that was there. He had Randy Moss for one year. Yeah, but Julian Edelman had a lot of highlight reel in those playoffs and was a damn huge reason why they were where they were. So let's put some respect on Edelman. He'll make Anton, but it's going to be five to ten. And they lose that year that Randy Moss was there. Yep. Come on, wait. Put some respect that's, on my boy's name. That's the final. That's that's the final word for this sec for this for this first part of the segment. Let's move on, gentlemen. Let's put a different cap on. You guys are now the GM of the San Francisco 49ers, and on the board sits Mac Jones, Justin Fields, and everybody else. At this point, I'm giving you the option. Who are you taking? Is it going to be Mac Jones or Justin Fields, or is it going to be everybody? off with you davis talk to us who are you picking um i believe mac jones is overrated that's i'm just gonna put that out there like he should be like mid first round like back when i did like predictions i saw him going to the patriots but now the quarterback has just become so overvalued that they're just gonna go top five like we're probably gonna have four quarterbacks going to top five which is never heard of and so at number three i think the 49ers <laughs> Uh, take Justin Fields, and that's who I would take as well. So you're saying you would take one of those two no matter what? Justin Fields, that would be a pick, right? Uh, Justin Fields, yes. Gotcha. Harrison, are you leaning the same way? Yeah, I kind of disagree, though. I don't think the quarterbacks are being overvalued. I mean, some of the prospects are being overvalued, but – I mean, you got to take your shot on a guy in this day and age of the NFL. Um, they, they're, they're important. It's a quarterback's league. You can't win without an elite quarterback. So if you think a guy's going to be that, you got to take your shot. So I don't think they're being overvalued uh, in general. Just some guys are being overvalued, like Mac Jones for some reason, which is ridiculous. Why he's even, why the 49ers were even thinking about taking them. Hopefully they don't. Cause I already, like I told you guys, I already put money on a 49ers Chiefs Super Bowl. So, uh, you know, Mac Jones is going to help them get there, but Justin Fields just might help them get there. The other thing I was thinking with all this, like smoke about Mac Jones going to the 49ers. If the 49ers do take Mac Jones, Kyle Shanahan is one arrogant son of a bitch because he assumes that he is the mastermind and he can control the team enough to get him to Super Bowls because Mac Jones is just another Jimmy Garoppolo. Good quarterback, <coughs> never going to lead you anywhere. Justin Fields just might. So I would absolutely assume that they've come around after two pro days um, to Justin Fields. So I think they're taking Justin Fields. I just have to say one thing. Uh, Kyle Shanahan so that- is definitely an arrogant son of a bitch because he's related to Mike Shanahan. And Mike Shanahan was an arrogant son of a bitch. So. Did you quit? Uh, arrogant- Arrogant to the point of hurting his own team because he thinks he's too good, and we'll yeah, see. Because he's smarter than everybody. I can, I can, see, I can see it happening. I can I, see it I, happening too. I, I, I Harrison, 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 I'll, 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 let me ask Harrison a question real quick, real quick. Yeah. Would you take Mac Jones 
or Matt Ryan? Like, uh, for like for next well, season like, or in five you're talking, years? You're talking talent, like should, ta 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 talent wise, talent wise, talent -wise overall. Is like overall, uh, Matt Ryan. But I don't think I don't think Matt. I think Mac Jones is going to have a good career. I do think he's going to be uh, like a guy who plays in the league for a long time, systems quarterback kind of guy, Jimmy Garoppolo type. I don't think he'll ever put up five thousand yards like uh, Matt Ryan can do. So I would take Matt Ryan overall, but. I think Mac Jones is going to have a fine career. Okay, fair, fair. Steve, you were saying you have a similar take to Harrison, so let's hear that. Uh, what, what, what are you actually, doing right here with this pick? Strangely similar to to both Davis and Harrison. Oh boy, it's weird. I don't know. I like my world's upside down. I agree with Davis a little bit. It's weird, but yeah, I I have the. Uh, I He's not used to that. On Mac Jones that I had on Tua. <laughs> Is he just he that could not movie. have been in a better situation in college? It, I mean, he's gonna have he had the Heisman Trophy winning wide receiver uh, on his team, and that wasn't even the best wide receiver on his team heading into the year. Yeah, and, and he couldn't even pass Tua. Couldn't even take the job from Tua. Every every lineman on that team is a, a stud. This running back was a stud, Najee Harris. I, I just I don't know. He had an absolute loaded team. I don't know if he's going to be able to go in and really carry his own weight. But you know, kind of like Harry said, though, he could have a Jimmy Garoppolo type of situation where he just he ends up on a team that can like win a game by throwing the ball eight times. I think the Patriots would be like if they could get him, he'd he'd be a real Belichick kind of guy. He actually probably would fit in good here, because I mean all all he has to do is hit tight ends. And if he doesn't go at three, I'm assuming he's going to drop probably to the, you know, fifteen or so. So which is weird. It's either three or like late teens, but we'll see. I guess. I'm, yeah. I'm looking. I want Trey Lance. Paul. Oh. Forget Mac Mitchell Jones, Trubisky Paul, vibes. Paul's just sitting quietly the there, so Paul, I'm going to go to you. You're the 49ers GM at this point. Mac Jones or Justin Fields? Or the Fields? Honestly, uh, honestly, I don't like either of them. I, I would take my shot with Trey Lance. I like, the, I like the athleticism. I like the upside, and the guy doesn't turn the ball over. And you, you have a Pro Bowl defense on the other side that they show it showed what you do when you don't turn the ball over. And the guy doesn't turn the ball over. And for all the guys that are like, oh, we haven't seen him, blah, 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 he has the exact same amount of starts as Mac Jones and Justin Fields. The exact same amount. So, like, um, you know, you, you obviously, to me, if you moved up, you got to take Justin Fields because, yep. you know, he's more athletic, and that's what the NFL is becoming. You have, to, you have to be able to make plays off script. And so it would be either Justin Fields or Trey Lance for me. Can I say one more thing on this uh this quarterback well, debate? Input, no. Input, Harry. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You can add something, but I'm going straight to Andrew after that. Okay. I just want to say I think I mean it's it, it happens every year, but I think people are like overthinking this like crazy. Two years ago, it was Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Last year, it was Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields one and two. This year, all of a sudden, it's, oh, maybe Justin Fields is number five? Like, what's going on here? He hasn't done anything to prove that he shouldn't be still be the number two quarterback prospect in this draft. 
And I think he's actually proven that he might be as good or better than Trevor Lawrence, honestly. Um, so, after you watch that Bama game? I don't know. After, if after I saw you watch that game. Bama game? Or after you watch the Clemson game where he threw six touchdowns with the broken rib? No, hey, like I'm not, I'm not betting on, I'm not betting on him being better than Trevor Lawrence. I'm just saying, he, he hasn't done anything to warrant all this slander against him. He's still the oh, second totally best agree. QB prospect. He has been for fucking years now. Yeah. Nothing has changed. People are just overthinking it. Like Zach Wilson going, like almost a sure thing to go number two. The Jets, like, what the fuck are you thinking? You're just gonna get another Sam Darnold. I mean, those two schools have a serious, serious history of turning up giant turds at quarterback. Yeah, but yeah, all it takes is one, and then nobody's talking about that anymore. Well, I we mean, thought Tua been, was the decades. one. That's right. Yeah, we, I we, mean, we thought Tua was the one, but that didn't turn out. And, and I think Matt Andrew, Jones is Andrew, just like in. Greg McEnroy or yeah, whatever no, his I'll, name I'll, is. I'll, tribute, I'll contribute here. Uh, we're talking about potentially taking one of these two young prospect studs. Well, here's the real issue. It's not going to fucking happen because Jimmy Garoppolo's contract is immovable. So uh, there's no No, they already they already said Andrew that they're yeah. taking one of them. They, 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 they they're taking one of them. I mean, here's here's my here's my issue with San Fran. It's not the quarterback. Jimmy G took you to the Super Bowl. It's not your quarterback's fault that he has no protection up front to get steamrolled. If you need somebody, you need to draft an O line. And Penny Sewell is skimmed right there. By all things, I think that is the, the pick that they need to make. You're not losing anything. Jimmy G is still a great quarterback when healthy. Like I said, let them to the Super Bowl. He's got weapons that are going to be healthy again next year. Let's look at that offense. That offense was decimated with injuries this year, including maybe the second best tight end in the league. So let's just give Jimmy G the chance to float this thing. I think they need to draft an offensive lineman like Penny Sewell, who will be perfect because it sounds like his stock is just going to be – it's weird that an old lineman this talented is just dropping off the charts because of quarterback. I know. This is I what know. this team needs. This team needs him in their lineup almost immediately. If he drops to four or five, somebody that's going to get him is going to laugh. But if, 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 if they end up taking somebody, it's going to be Fields just because of the way he gets the ball out and the way he runs the field. That's a Kyle Shanahan player. Uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. We have three outside perspectives on this. Before we move on and get that poll, it's Dre Rogers going first. Dre, you're the 49ers GM. What are you doing? You know, I really, I really like Justin Fields, but let's let's be honest. And uh, you know, I'm an Ohio State Buckeye, but um, but let's let's look at all the uh, Buckeye quarterbacks that have made it to the NFL the past few years. I mean, Cardell Jones, Dwayne Haskins, Troy Smith, Terrell Pryor, matter. Braxton Miller. Who? I mean, who? Yes, exactly. Bobby Hoying. <laughs> so. None of, of them, people. none of them have made an impact at all. None of them. Yeah, and even who cares? The this isn't, he's none of those guys. Yeah. Terrell Pryor, yeah, but we, we ended up switching positions. We can't compare, so, like, we can't compare Alabama and Ohio yeah, State like that because Alabama's have the same I, coach and Ohio State has a different coach. I mean, like, you can't Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that, but it's just curse the Ohio State. I mean, the Buckeyes. The Buckeye system is perfectly suited for this type of quarterbacks, and that's why in college they've been like that. But once the transition to the NFL, it just you know it's that that's why that's why Pryor turned into a wide receiver because that's 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 how they you know athletic uh, speed. 
it's better suited for that position than for a quarterback. So I yeah, but I believe I believe uh, Kyle Shanahan's uh, scheme is perfectly suited for Mac Jones. So I would listen to to my head coach because I hired him to run the offense, and uh, I will draft Mac Jones. Fields is significantly better than Fryer and and Dwayne Haskins, though. So I mean, we can't. Can't really say that he's not going to be good because no hey, Ohio State. Coach I don't know about check those check those Dwayne Haskins stats, bud. Can can we? They're uh, the can same we just, guy. Haskins was monster. Hey, they're the same guy. Not even that. Look at, well, look I'll at check him. I'll check him. They're the same guy. Yes. <laughs> can we just point out that Dre went on about all these Ohio State quarterbacks, then picked an Alabama quarterback to go number three? Like, come on. So. There's no good Alabama quarterback in the NFL. Blaine, Blaine has been sitting patiently there, and he hasn't been talking. He wants a word. So, Blaine, I'm going to let the streamer come in. Tell us how it is. Is that a mute? It is. It was. I'll it's it's a number three. Out. We're at it three. Was, that That's it. three that mutes. Yep. I'll go in. Wow, it's really my turn. Okay, hey, guys. It's been a minute. Um. <laughs> Just been taking everything in. Honestly, I needed all the knowledge I could get. That's why I went so late. Um, so as you guys know, I, I don't watch much sports. So you're going to have to forgive me for the stuff that I'm wrong on. But, uh, you know, from the sounds of it, it sounds like Mac Jones is pretty good, but he's overrated, I guess. Is that is that the conclusion that I think yeah. you guys came to? Yeah. Um, this is your spotlight, bud. This is your spotlight. Bro, you, you take I, it. Okay, well, I yeah, watch I mean, minimal NFL, no college football. Uh, bro, honestly, I'm going to go with Mac Jones because apparently he's really good. And if you guys think he's overrated, then I guess he's good enough to let people think that he's overrated. Ooh. All right. That's, that's it. He says Mac Jones because the streamers want Mac Jones. But Chris – what do the people say about this poll? If you're the 49ers GM, where are they going with? So out of 216 votes, we got 79% going with Justin Fields. And we got 13% taking Mac Jones. And then 8% said that they would take someone else in the field. Okay, that's quite a bit of a difference. So very heavy Justin Fields on that one. Yeah. But you know who also agrees with that? If you guys can't hear it, it's not a voice of an angel. It's the voice of ITL. Ashley Garcia making a reappearance real quick into this episode. Ashley, who would you take in this situation before we move on? So I'm so glad the ITL is on my side because I agree Justin Fields is – he has the size and the speed. So if I'm looking at Mac or Justin, I'm going to go with the dual threat on my end. Um, that's what I was like. Smart. That what is the with? sweetest voice of ITL hey, uh, going Ernest. with Justin Fields. Yeah, Ernest, real quick, can we just shout out uh, that Mac Jones had the Bolitnikoff winner, the Heisman Trophy winner, the Remington winner, and the um, the running back award winner all on the same team? I mean, just up. think, just think. Last year, yeah, the year before, they probably had the best wide receiving core in the history of college football. Because yeah. you have Judy Ruggs, Smith, and him. Waddle. I and don't think. 
I think the last time I watched a single college football game was like 2016. That's no bullshit. All right, but I think the important it, question it, it, that it, we're it, not it. asking here, especially on my part, are um, which quarterback is going to get me more fantasy points next year? Because I'm <laughs> yeah, kind of looking that, at the fantasy It'll be just Fields. It will be Justin Fields. Guys, all right, I'll take that. Well, write Justin, that down. Hey, you, Justin Fields might not start. <laughs> For, yeah, if he gets picked by San Fran, he might not start for half the year. Yeah, it's going to depend yeah. on. Matt yeah, he has Jones to wait till Jimmy G gets starter. He has yeah. to wait till Jimmy G gets uh, injured again. So yeah, you know. which happens every So like week three. Yeah. So, so basically, if they go Justin, they, if they go Justin Fields, is going to be like the uh, Carson Wentz Jalen Hurts relationship in San Francisco. No, um, actually. Probably worse. Yeah. No, it'll be worse. Probably sports people, sports people. I just want to let everybody know that next look, next NFL season, I will be in touch on ITL guys because I will be starting up my own uh, fantasy team. So I'm gonna have to do it. I'm gonna have to come up with it, guys. Let's go. It's two fantasy implications with that. Let's move to the NBA. Something else Blaine's not very good at. Jamal Murray losing his ACL and the Nuggets losing contender status happen in the same night. This is a start or sit question. Only one word answer. Start or sit and a one-sentence response as to why. We'll start with Andrew. Do you start or sit this? Uh, I think the Nuggets are still in, but they're going to drop quite a bit. Um, Jamal in the playoffs last through the bubble was really good. That's all I'll say. All right, so he is—he's sitting this. He's saying the Nuggets are not have not lost contender status. Dre, I know you wanted to say something from the last segment. I'll let you get a thirty-second plug on that, and then answer starter sit. No, that, that's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll save it for later. Um, okay. Yeah, Nuggets, <laughs> Nuggets will make the Nuggets will, will make the playoffs, but they won't make a deep run. So that, that's fine. So Dre starting this. Blaine, starter sit. Uh, start. He's starting it as well, Steve. I'm not even gonna I'm, ask why. Blaine. I'm, I'm I'm starting it. Um, I don't know. I I just I saw the Nuggets against uh the Celtics. When when Jochic comes off the court, you can really attack them. They they need someone else there. Aaron Gordon ain't it. That proves to be a big. Yeah, I I feel bad for. I feel bad for Aragorn a little bit. Austin Rivers mm-hmm. is signing in Denver, so do the, for whatever that may be worth. Davis. I think that's a good signing, actually. Like With all the people that are left, I mean, Austin Rivers isn't that bad. He can play well. Um, now, if they had someone like Rondo, uh, the Nuggets would be a, a still a contender in my eyes, but uh, I think the Nuggets get dropped first round. So Davis is starting this statement as well. Harrison. Yeah, I got to start it, unfortunately. Uh, Love Jamal Murray is one of my top three players in the league. Like, personal favorites. Not, I don't think he's top three in the league. Um, And I was really looking forward to seeing those Nuggets in the playoffs again. But, yeah, I don't think they're going to do too much now that he's out. Even though Jokic is incredible. I don't think... He can do it without him. Jimmy Gales. Jimmy Gales says to go get go get Jamal Crawford. I'm I'm with you. Bring him back. Get him out of retirement. Uh, Chris Remick, I'm going to you. Start or sit? Um, I'm starting this because Jamal Murray is the reason they got past Utah last year, um, and he's the reason that they got past <laughs> Los Angeles last year. 
and he's the reason why they were somewhat competitive with Los Angeles through a couple games in that series. You take Jamal Murray out of that equation and you insert Monte Morris, which means that Michael Porter Jr. is going to be your second option in a dominant Western Conference. They're not making it past the first round. I, I have to uh, lean that way as well. I am starting this as it's my segment that I made the headlines, but I'm starting this statement. <laughs> I believe everything crumbled for the Nuggets last night. Uh, but, Paul, round us up on this one. Start or sit? Start it. Uh, you know how I thought about the Nuggets anyway. Like, they were going to have to prove it to me in the playoffs, and now they're definitely not going to. So, um, that's where I'm at. T- tough break for Jamal Murray. Prayers up. Hope he gets back to the full strength. And they probably have the MVP this year. So, we'll see. Sounds like a all right, Paul. Right I'm gonna swing points. right. <laughs> you did, Blaine. You did. I'm gonna swing right back to you, Paul, because I made a. I'm gonna put a major statement on here for starter sit. The Nets are the Clippers of last season, and let me caveat with an explanation. Last season, the Clippers had all the hype. Had had Paul George, had There's Kawhi Leonard, put, had Doc so Rivers, had a super team, and and now <laughs> now the Nets have. All these awesome superstars and Steve Nash and Mike D'Antoni are on the bench, and yet they can't keep them from being healthy. They're they're always hurt. So the net the late the the Clippers were always hurt last season. The Nets are always hurt this season. Are we going to see just an upset in the playoffs where the Nets don't make that deep run like what happened with the Clippers last season? That's the statement. The Nets are the Clippers of last season. Paul, I start with you. No, I see they make them to at least the Eastern Conference Finals, but that defense is really starting to worry me. I will say that, like, you, you can only score so much. Like, there's a, there's a point where there's only one basketball and you can only score so much. Like, it happens with, like, um, like our Olympic teams. Like, you see, you know, where they get these defensive specialists on there because there's just one ball. Like, they, like you eventually can't score enough. So, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, any, any team that has KD and he's 100% healthy, that's that's a game changer. But I, they're making at least the Eastern Conference Finals. So Paul Sitnak claiming Eastern Conference Finals for the Nets. Chris, what about you? Um, I'm sitting this as well because there's nobody in the East aside from maybe the 76ers that will give them a good series, I think. Milwaukee has a chance, but I'm still out on them. But other than that, they're, if the season ended today, their first-round matchup is going to be the Charlotte Hornets without LaMelo Ball <laughs> and potentially without Gordon Hayward. And that's going to be an absolute slaughter. Like, they should rate that M, like, rated 18-plus because nobody's going to want to see how disgusting that gets. And the next round, it's either Milwaukee or Heat if the season ended today. And I think the Brooklyn Nets beat them. Do they win the championship? I don't know because I don't know what will happen when the ball slows down and all three of these superstars want the clutch moment, but they're definitely making it to the Eastern Conference Finals. All right, so uh, Chris is also sitting that, and it's mostly because the competition just may not be there in the East. Harrison, what about you, start or sit? You know, I'm starting it. Um, you know, I I do agree, though, with uh, with these guys. I don't, like, I think they, they have a good chance of making it to the Eastern conference final but i'm starting it i think they are the clippers of last season because in the sense that clippers of last season they were the team to beat people put them right up there on the pedestal 
and they choked it away. And I, I think that's I think we're gonna see that with the Nets. Whether I mean, and it's hard to say that they, you know, choked away in the Eastern Conference Final. But, but this is a team that everyone everyone as soon as those guys signed there, we're like, boom, done, it's over. Give them the championship. And and I don't think that's gonna happen. I think I don't even think they're gonna make it to the NBA final. Who would beat wow, them? Wow, Harrison, even... Harrison with with a bold statement I, I, there. Honestly, I don't know. Like, I mean, there's there's some other good teams in the in the East. You know, there. I was gonna. The not much. One team, I think. Yeah, much. there isn't much, but there's only it only takes one one team. And and like Paul brought up, their defense is very questionable. Um, you know, didn't they just lose to the fucking Lakers like two days ago? They're losing right now too. <laughs> yeah, like this this, this team has some this team has some flaws. And well, Harden you know, and KD covered, are out. Yeah, it gets covered up when they're scoring a ton, but. Yeah, I just, right. I just don't, I don't believe in this team. I just don't believe in this team. I don't believe in Harden. I don't believe in Kyrie, and I don't believe in Kevin Durant. Well, I, I kind of believe in Kyrie believe in more so than the other two. Jeez, what? Boy. Uh, KD, I believe in KD, but he's right. I don't believe in the other two at all. Sitting this because Kevin he's, Durant, he's, Kyrie Irving, James Harden. I mean, come on. And then, like, like I said KD's last week, they have two. They have two three-headed monsters. Stop with that. Just like, stop with yeah, that. Yeah, I know. I know. I didn't even acknowledge that. Stop. Um, <laughs> just stop with that. I mean, they have kind of like a uh, like a rotation monster, like the best rotation, and they have the best starting like starting five with uh, James Harden, uh, Kyrie, KD, Joe Harris, and then I think they start DeAndre Jordan if they have everyone healthy. And then their, their rotation is Blake yep. Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge, and you have um, uh, crap. I forgot his name. Uh, he's oh, been out this year. He's, he's been out this year. Chris uh, Dinwiddie. Don't matter. Those are some names. Anyway. Got Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. Yeah, no, those, those are some names. Exactly. No, yeah. you you do have you do have a rotation there. DeAndre Jordan doesn't get minutes when everybody's healthy, and that says a lot because he's a very solid center still in the league. Yep. Yeah, I I, I think he averaged like. Eight points, but he brought in double-digit boards every night when they were they were fully healthy. So I mean, I it's really tough to say any team is going to beat the Nets. Honestly, like I don't I don't see really anyone beating the Nets. I think they could maybe lose five games in the playoffs. That's about it. I think the Lakers are a better yeah. team. Now, Steve, let me go to you. What, how, do you how do you feel about this? Are you starting or sitting? I'll, I'll set that. I They'll be in the Eastern Conference Finals at least. Jesus. Probably the finals. I Like like Paul said, I, you know, it's that, that defense. I, I, and, you know, I don't believe in – I don't believe in Irving. And Harden really didn't show me – has never shown me much in the playoffs. I, you don't you don't get the free throw calls in the playoffs. Yeah, playoffs a huge bitch. Like Chris said, the ball, the ball, the, the game slows down. It's, shots it's, fired, shots fired. It's a lot different. Um, but I don't know. Like Jesus. Davis said as well, though, the the amount of talent on that Blank. is like ridiculous. Jimmy, Jimmy Gale agrees with you, Steve and Harrison. He's starting this for him. He says Katie's heart's not in it. Kyrie's an emotional disaster, and Harden chokes in the playoffs. So definitely not a fan of this Nets team. Blaine, going to you, do you start or sit 
that the Nets are the same as the Clippers of last season. Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna set this because KD is a big crybaby. Woo! So you'd start it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Start it. Blaine is starting it up, starting it up. Dre going to you. How do we feel over there in Indonesia? <laughs> I love this show. Oh, mute. We're over. Hey, oh, over. I clicked on the mute oh, button a couple of times, but it wouldn't unmute. <laughs> Still there we go. There's yeah. the over. Oh, he's dead. Wow. Take the Nets. <laughs> Yo, who's playing the I think music? Is your phone in a washing machine or something? <laughs> what? Did you drop your phone in the bathtub? Dre, we can't, we can't hear you. It sounds like uh, you're trying to plug in an audio You got some bass going? Someone's phone it's is like in the It sounds like you're plugging your car into an amp. Try, try it again. Yeah, that's what I meant. Into an amp. That's what I meant. Oh. It's still, it's still making a noise, Drake. I don't know. Maybe, know maybe it might have been better that his mic was muted. Jeez. It, my ears are killing me. it worked fine. I don't know what happened. I'm loving this music, Dre. Oh, there you go. New, is this the new there he is. There you go. Nope. I don't know. I don't this goes a little too hard for me. There's Jimmy Gale saying Katie's burner account is trying to hack in. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. It's, it's not it's not the first time that that would happen on ITO where the N the NFL gets into it. Now the NBA. Yo, that is definitely the aliens trying to contact so, us guys. So everybody knows. Drake, like, Drake, just give me just, just give me a thumbs up if you're starting it and a thumbs down if you're sitting it. And then mute. And then mute. And he's frozen. It's a thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up. It looks like a thumbs up. What a disaster. Here we That's a th go. He's starting it. He's Woo! starting it. There okay. we go. <laughs> that was, that we got the pick. Maybe that we was just pick. God uh, knowing that Andrew, what Trey let's, was going to say. <laughs> Andrew, let's round this up so we can get to our last our last topic. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm going I'm going, I'm going. to start on this one. The only reason why is because I think Miami defensively gives them a lot of issues. I've been watching this team lately, and the teams from Miami's kind of getting it together. That Miami ain't making it past the first round. They lost by 20 last night. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> they had guys sitting left, right, and center. What are you talking about? KD was out for like a quarter of the season. Yeah, so KD's coming uh. back. He, he, listen, listen. I'm saying defensively in the East, they're the team that's going to give them the biggest fits. And let's face it, Milwaukee sucks in the playoffs, so they're going to have to play Miami. And then that's just going to be it. I mean, this. No, 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 no. Milwaukee okay, doesn't hold suck up. in the playoffs. Everybody thinks Milwaukee sucks in the playoffs because they played in the bubble. That's a yeah. different story. The Bro, bubble the was a, a completely the different. Bubble. Yeah, the Raptors beat them in the Eastern Conference Finals uh, because the, the Raptors won the championship, uh, bud. And what did Giannis have per game? Nine points. No big deal. What's up? How you doing? Anyways, nonetheless, I'm starting this. This is my take, right? I'm allowed to have <laughs> opinions here. This is my take, and I'm this saying that defensively. Miami might give them some fits. I'm not saying it's going to be a perfect. They might go to the Eastern Conference Finals, and I fucking damn well hope they do with the roster that they have assembled. But if they don't, Miami's the reason because defensively, again, I like them over anybody on that team. Their bigs in Brooklyn are old. They are old. So yeah, Bam's going to guard them. Who's yeah, going to guard James Harden and Kyrie Irving? When Jimmy Butler's on KD, who's going to guard those two? Tyler Hero? That's, that, no. That's, why you, got, that's no. why you went out and got Oladipo to help out. 
<laughs> let's let's end on that note. Hey, I just want to ask, that I ask Chris because I I trust Chris's opinion on this kind of shit. If you took away the names of that team, what is the difference between <laughs> this Nets team and those and those like Houston teams, Phoenix teams? Like, what's the difference? <laughs> All right, so like, so I'm a. I'm going to be completely honest here, and I'm going to say I KD's one of my favorite players, so obviously I hold him in a very high regard. But we're talking about two guys in Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant who in the, play, in the last couple years in the finals have been some of the most clutch players in those final series, have really moved the needle for those teams. Everyone talks about the 73-9 and nine Warriors. Everyone talks about how he joined that team, and that's true. I hated the move. It was a, it was a weak move in a lot of people's eyes. I agree with that. But Golden State, that first championship they won, Kyrie and Kevin Love were injured. They weren't even in the finals. In that second year, they lost. So what legitimate championship did they have before that? So when Kay, Kevin Durant came in, obviously it was a logical decision for him and that team. So you have a guy in Kevin Durant who's a multi-time finals MVP who has, when the teams are both super teams, Kevin Durant has gotten the better of LeBron James. That's it. There's no debating that. And then you have Kyrie Irving who was instrumental in LeBron's championship in Cleveland. And you have James Harden who is a perennial MVP caliber player. He, this season he's an MVP candidate and he shouldn't even be an MVP candidate. If you look at the team, it should be, it should be Kevin Durant, but James Harden made that decision to defer to those guys and be the playmaker. And he's doing a fantastic job of it. Will that happen in the playoffs? I don't know. That's why I'm saying Eastern conference finals is my projection and then finals most likely, but I don't know how that'll go. But in the sense when it's the Lakers versus the Nets, and you look Oof. at these rosters, the Lakers' third option at times is Kyle fucking Kuzma. We had dunk of maybe the year this year. Last Against night. the third <laughs> option in James Harden. Can I just say and then you look if, at the if, fourth if the option. That's Lakers finals, then I'm going to be in like a lot of pain because I'm going to have to be. Root we know that. For Kyrie. It's, it's most finals. likely. But what I'm With saying is AD, AD and LeBron fantastic duo they've already won a championship they're going to be one of the great lakers duos moving forward as long as lebron stays and everything's right but you look at this nets team and blake griffin looks fine he looks like a great rotational guy and that's all they need from him lamarcus aldridge a great bucket getter that can either come off the bench or play that starting center position and get whatever he wants with those other guys taking all the other attention from the court you and we forget that Joe Harris is also on this team, who is literally one of the most efficient three-point shooters in NBA history. You have guys who aren't that well-known, Brown, Luau, Cabarro. Those guys are great two-way players. They're, they, they're serviceable. And you look at the Lakers roster, and I know they have Schroeder and Harrell, and they picked up Drummond, but like, it, it just doesn't add up in terms of when you match these guys up roster by roster Brooklyn it doesn't matter how bad Brooklyn's defense is they're gonna drop 140 on you 
Yeah, but do they have anyone who can stop Le playoff LeBron and AD? Fact. I was going to say. Okay, but okay, so playoff LeBron and playoff AD. We're going to say that's about 30 to 35 points, right? Like a 60 to like 60 to 70 right, points per, a game per, from that duo. Yeah, yeah, but then take in the assists okay. and stuff. But, okay, yeah, so okay, taking we'll the, the, the assists. We'll, we'll take Okay, yeah, so with points. with points in consideration and shot creation, we'll say 70 to 80 points. Is that fair? 100%. Like per game from both of them. So KD, Kyrie, and KD, I mean, K KD, Kyrie, and James Harden in the playoffs, those are all 25-plus point-per-game stores. So alone, without assists, that's 75 points in the playoffs. Yeah, and are with they all the going to average that? Uh, they, they have in the past, but are they all going to average 25 per game? They very well could. One guy's going to be at 30, Kevin Durant is going to be at 18. You forget you – know? Yeah, but in the finals, Kevin Durant averaged 30 on a Golden State team while Clay and Curry got what they wanted. Sure, that's fair. Good point. So uh, what I'm saying is, like, as great as those two are, it doesn't matter because they have three guys who are at the tier at or slightly below them. They just have more star power. And when, the like I said, the game slows down. LeBron relies on other people now. That's why AD's there. Because LeBron can't be number one. It's AD now. And so LeBron's relying on other people. You saw Danny Green miss that wide open three in one of the games in, against Miami. And everyone was freaking out. But that's what LeBron does. He's not a scorer. He is a pass first player. He gets the best shot. He relies on his teammates. So when you look at that, he's relying on guys aside from AD, like Kyle Kuzma, Dennis Schroeder, who's a very good guard rotational wise he could start for you i guess trez who can cut who's a very good scorer within 10 feet of the basket but like when you look at brooklyn it's like all right kevin durant has to has an mvp candidate to rely on a 25 plus per game scorer who very well could have one of the most efficient seasons this season in kyrie irving you have lamarcus aldridge who at times can shoot the three ball, but really gets whatever he wants within the arc. And then Blake Griffin, who, like, he's a great scorer still, and he's a great playmaker. So, yeah, I have to, I have to agree with you, Chris. You know, uh, the, I, the Lakers, uh, the Lakers are definitely talented. I do, I am going to start this. I think the Nets are the Clippers last season. To me, it's championship or bust. So, to me, Eastern Conference Finals is a letdown in my opinion, if they don't make it to the finals. Um, although, if they match up with Miami, I'll, I'll go ahead and ride that train. Who knows? If they, but I don't know who else will beat them besides Milwaukee. Um, I'm forget or the Sixers. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what other team would be able to beat them. But let's move on to our final topic, which is not really a topic, but our way of saying good luck to everybody. We are gonna punch in a ticket. The ITL ticket, if we want to call it from here on forward, at the end of round one, we'll have the ITL ticket play for you every Wednesday. That whether you play your, 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 we're gonna give you a pick. Everybody's gonna give you a pick. Write that parlay. We'll see if we can win. I'm gonna go around the room. I want you to pick one game, one Thursday game that we can all choose from and put on a parlay. Can't be something wild or too wild. I'm gonna start this one off though with an outsider. That's right, our. Uh, one of our uh, podcast guests, that's right, the Shooter Shoot podcast, one of our guest podcasts that comes on, did pick Manchester United with a one-and-a-half goal spread. 
So they're gonna you cannot choose Manchester United. Um, so that is the first choice by the Shooter Shoot podcast. So I'm gonna go next to Davis. Davis, what is your pick for the parlay? Uh, whatever the spread is for the Suns, they're gonna cover it against the Kings tomorrow night. That's my pick. All right, Suns spread. Oh, so with that, so you know whoever's. If you're going to be taking this seriously, if you're watching for the first time, the opening spread for the Suns game tomorrow is what we're going to punch in. And I will post a, I'll put a post out tomorrow morning once those games do come live. Going to go over to uh, Harrison next. Uh, I want the Pittsburgh Penguins to beat the Philadelphia Flyers. Sorry, Paul. I don't know if you're going to take that or not. I, I was, <laughs> I can switch it up. That, that could be Paul's. Pick. No, no, I'll you're good. You're good. You're good. Okay. I'll yeah. I, uh, hey. Penguins, Penguins are money line right now. Is... And good. Flyers are kind of in shambles, so I think that's a pretty yeah, safe bet. The ITL ticket right now is consisting of Manchester United minus one and a half, the Suns opening spread, and the Penguins money line. Chris, your turn. Uh, I'm taking Celtics straight up against the Lakers tomorrow. Celtics are on a four-game roll, so I'm looking to them to capitalize on a depleted Lakers team. Celtics money line against the Los Angeles Lakers who are struggling right now. Steve. I, Chris took my pick. I told you <laughs> I was picking that before the show. Yeah, I know, but it's the only pick I have. Pick the Red Sox then. Sox over Twins. There you go. Are you going to go with the Sox? Steve? I'm playing tomorrow. Yes, they are. No, they play the Twins at 110. 110. We've said that 37 times. My fucking app sucks then. I don't know. I didn't see that. Yeah, I'm taking the Sox. They're actually fucking rolling right now. John Henry's a bitch, but the Sox are playing good because Alex Cora is a god. Yeah, he brought in the tactic again. You remember? Shut up, Davis. Steve is, Steve is going socks, money line. Paul, what's your pick? I'm going to take the Padres minus one and a half against the the Pirates. I don't see the Pirates taking three out of four against San Diego. So give me the give me the Padres to get a going out of town win. <clears throat> so you're going to pick the Padres, and that's money line? No, minus one and a half. Minus one and a half. So Padres minus one. So what do we have before we go into Blaine's pick? We have Manchester United minus one and a half. The Suns opening spread against the Lakers. Penguins money line. Celtics money line. Red Sox money line. And the Padres one and a half. We're going over to Blaine, the wild card. Blaine, give us that that wild card pick. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the Warriors opening spread. He is going Warriors opening spread on this. We uh, have our wild card pick there. Um, I got to bring – if somebody can bring it from backstage, let's see if Ash has a pick for us so we can complete the parlay. I was legit going to pick the Golden State Warriors as well. So can me and Blaine just be on that wild card together and hold hands for that? <laughs> No can I like do. It. I need a pick, Ash. I need a pick. Yeah. Just take the Dodgers. They made me pick something, so you have to too. Okay, okay. Let's see. Um <laughs> There's only four we'll basketball games tomorrow. We'll, did we already pick anybody? I'm no, go you're good. Okay. You're going with the Bucks straight up or the Bucks the Bucks with the spread? 
with the spread. He's going Bucks opening spread. Okay, so I will add the Dodgers money line to our parlay so that we can have we can have some juice in this. Now, if you're yeah, following yeah, it's, along it's, here, I'm going to repeat it one more time. The ITL. Go ahead, Davis. Oh, I'm just saying the Dodgers money line is minus 300, so it'll <laughs> it'll just be a safe bet. Yeah, I mean that's I'm just adding an extra pick in there. Um, so at this point, uh, no Andrew on the call, right? No Dre, no Dre. So we are set here. Here is our parlay, and we'll list out what those odds are tomorrow. Manchester United minus one and a half. Suns opening spread. Penguins money line. Celtics money line. Red Sox money line. The Padres minus one and a half. Warriors opening spread. Bucks opening spread. Ooh. And the Dodgers money line. That is our parlay ticket. Like you will see what those odds are. And we will put that parlay ticket and show you we put our money where our mouth is with that bet. No matter what it is, it's a $10 bet every week for my TL. Um, and so we will now do our thank you to everybody that was on here. We'll start off with Paul. Tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, well, I mean, let's. Uh, we want to have a moment of silence for your coach, right? Yes, we are. Yes, thank you for reminding me about that. I do want to say uh, Coach Monty Woodall uh, in Harlingen, uh, did pass away this week, COVID complications. And I did want to have a moment of silence. Thank you, Paul, for reminding me on that. There's a lot going on. Um, mm -hmm. We can just take uh, just a, a couple of seconds to honor that. I appreciate you guys. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. Tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, uh, you can find me at Steel Curtain PDH. Um, and uh, just uh, follow along with all these guys uh, over at bluecollarmg.com. Um, all of them uh, put out great work every week. Um, just check out their stuff. So, uh, But you can check me out at Steel Curtain PDH. Appreciate you, Just Paul. Harrison, where can the people find you? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Brooksy34. And uh, yeah, you can check out some uh, older episodes of Frostbite Sports. Hopefully I can get something up again pretty soon here with that. But uh, we'll, we'll see because uh, we're in a little bit of a figuring it out stage right now. But might be back soon. But follow me on Twitter instead. And then uh, I'll let you know from there if we got some more Frostbite coming at you. Uh, thank you very much, Harrison Davis. Where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me at ddog underscore one one two three. Um, that's about it. Uh, just go check it out. Also, the Cubs <laughs> suck, you, Davis. so da they need to uh, figure out how to hit the baseball. They do suck, that's but a, you can follow Davis Cordova on tallysite.com. He's top three this month, so go go follow oh, yeah, that him. Too. Yeah, on NBA picks. Steve, where can the people find you? Uh, you should all know where to find me by now. Let's be honest. Everyone loves me. Uh, but you can find me uh, <laughs> at Reisner underscore Steven uh, on Twitter. And once again, it's still the only social media I use. Uh, I don't have time for any more. There you go. There you have it. Chris Remick. <laughs> you can find me on uh, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok on uh, at Asian Tatum. Uh, thanks for having me on the show, Ernest. It's been a while, been uh, pretty inactive, but looking to get back into the grind. So everybody uh, follow me for some updates on what I'm doing and uh, what I'll be uh, cooking up with these BCMG boys. So excited to have you back, buddy. You're part of the, you're a great part of this show. Blaine, 
tell the people uh, where they can find you. Yeah, first off, I do want to say uh, thank you for having me on, man. It's always a pleasure coming on. It's great talking to everybody, uh, getting to crack up with everybody. But guys, you guys can <clears throat> you guys can follow me on Twitter and Twitch at Blizzy underscore underscore. Um, and then I actually started using Instagram not too long ago. You guys can give me a follow on that as well at Blizzy period underscore underscore. Uh, so yeah, definitely go give me a follow on Instagram and you guys can check out my Twitch and Twitter. Those are both Blizzy underscore underscore. Perfect. Thank you so much. And of course, if you haven't heard it yet, the sweetest voice in ITL is coming back at you. Uh, Ash, tell the people, where was this episode? Who was this, who was this episode brought to us by and tell them where they can find you. Thank you so much, Ernest. If you guys are looking for a challenge, let's talk about the one you should take on at ITL's favorite, Taquito Express, located in the beautiful Brownsville. Thank you very much for everything, Taquito Express. We appreciate you. Wonderful, wonderful. And um, of course, you know, this episode is only uh, only possible because of our great sponsors, of course, Blue Collar Media Group, and all of you lapsters who stuck around and watched us the entire night. One of our longer episodes in quite a while, but the debate was heated with Julian Edelman, so I'm going to let this one pass. Thank you guys for riding the train with us through this entire episode. Uh, ITL Trivia returns on Cinco de Mayo, so we'll be eating some tacos. Hey. Maybe for Taquito Express, who knows? Um, and having that episode with our, our NBA trivia, um, Shooter Shoot Pod will be back on ITL that week. So we're excited mm -hmm. to have them back as a guest podcast. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, as you guys know, my name is Ernest Silva um, at the Sport Genius, where you can find my personal account. Um, but most of our live stream and, and attributes for Into the Lab is at Into the Lab pod that's where you can find most of our information um bcmg stream team big stuff happening lots of giveaways subathons go look at them now www.twitch.tv slash weber going on the subathon right now continue and make that subathon continue for great giveaways um and of course if you want to come on the show and compete for your own 25 dollars gift card all you have to do is dm either at the sports or add in the lab pod but thank you guys so much for joining us hope you guys have a great week and good luck if you're taking the itl ticket ticket seriously because if you don't you're missing out some great money. Have a good night, guys. Peace. Katie is a bitch. You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app. And follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today.